0: Hello! Welcome to today's episode of Self-Acceptance with Bay. How y'all doing? Today, I'm sharing my story of self-acceptance. It, when I look back on my entire life, it's almost like the, how did I not see this? It's, it's the thing where had I had self-acceptance, Earlier in my life, maybe things would have turned out differently. Maybe things wouldn't have been so hard. Maybe I could have found my purpose easier. And it's always a big thing when someone says they found their purpose. And to be honest with you, until I had my what I'm going to call awakening, I don't know if I believed people when they said they had found their purpose. But my hope in sharing this story with you today is that you can find some inspiration to maybe look inside of you, maybe what have you been rejecting about yourself, what has your life been trying to tell you throughout your whole existence, and maybe what dots can you connect that maybe you didn't think you could connect so, here is my story. This is the story of a girl. Does anyone remember that song? I don't even remember who who the artist was. But anyway. So, here's my story. Music is my life. Music has always been consistently there in my life. And every time I kind of rejected this fact things in my life were bad. They were harder. They, like, unnecessarily so. And I'm the kind of person who I've always, as long as I can remember, I've heard music wherever I go. Like, I'd be in the grocery store with my mom as a kid and I would hear a song and I would be like, oh, you hear that song? And other people don't hear it, but, like, I hear it. And I've always had a gift of finding the right song to kind of suit the mood. For example, like going through a breakup and I hear this song on the radio and I tell my best friend like, yo, like listen to these lyrics. It's exactly what I'm going through. And she was always like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? Like, so I've always had that kind of gift. I've always been the one making playlists for all the parties. And if anyone else tried to do it, I was always like, girl, what you think you're doing? Like, this is my job. Get out of here. And music's always the thing despite me ignoring this fact for too long in my life, it's always been the thing that has helped me feel better. I can listen to a song that's like angry and it helps me process those emotions. I can listen to a song that's lovey dovey and it helps me feel all like light and love. I can listen to a song that is. You know, happy, like shake it off and like dance around or like Lady Gaga hair and like literally dance around until I'm exhausted. And I just feel so satisfied afterwards. I don't know if you feel the same way. Music is such a powerful tool. We're going to get into that a lot more as the podcast goes on, but we're not here to talk about that and how powerful music is. We're here to talk about my story and how. (laughs) I missed all these signs in my life. So please look at your own life and hopefully you won't miss the signs the way I did. So as a child, I wanted to be a rock star. They ask you, what do you want to, what do you want to be when you grow up, little girl? I said I wanted to be a rock star. My rock star name apparently was Carolina. I don't remember that. So my parents tell me, but I've always been in a bigger body and especially as a child growing up. In the 90s, it was not acceptable to be in a bigger body. Look at any of the media. It was in an, an era where women were incredibly thin. you turned sideways, you didn't see any semblance of a belly like so as a child who was teased at school for her body size, there was no chance I I could not there was no lizzo for me when I was a child. There was no one out there that I could look up to who was doing what I wanted to do. So as a child, I never thought I could be a rock star. So that thought went out the window. Then as a student, I went through school thinking, okay, maybe I'll be a teacher. I really love helping people. Then as, as you go through school, they teach you instruments and I learn how to play the clarinet and I was in the band in elementary school and high school and going on all these concert trips and I was I was pretty good I could listen to a song like uh the Harry Potter theme song for example and I could like regurgitate it on the clarinet for example like not first try like not Mozart like But I definitely could hear a song and then play it for you on the clarinet. Give me 10 minutes. I'll come back. I can play it for you. So I feel like I was gifted in that area. And. But I still like I thought I could be a teacher. You know, I didn't really want to be in an orchestra. I I don't know. It just it didn't really appeal to me. So I went to university for to be like a a music teacher. And then you had needed an instrument if you were going to be a a music teacher. So I, no one ever really praised me for my vocal skills, despite love, loving singing. Um, my parents never put me in vocal lessons or anything. So, um, clarinet was my instrument and I go to university. I get a tattoo of music, like a music tattoo. And because, like, I had felt like I dedicated my life to music. I felt great. I was in alignment. I made great friends at university. Everything just was great. But then, at the end of first year university, I developed tendinitis. Actually, no, this was midway through. I developed tendinitis in my right arm, which is the arm that, like, supports the clarinet when you're, when you're playing. I got a neck strap which helps you, but my hand was always like shaking and it was difficult to write. I went to physio. They they essentially told me that if I continue playing, there is a chance that my hand would become deformed. And I I did not want that for myself. I got really scared. I really didn't feel like this career path was right for me. So And because of my self-doubt about my vocal skills, I didn't even consider that I could have switched as voice as my, my teachable instrument. And so I transferred schools. I transferred out of the music program. I, it's really sad to talk about because it feels like I literally let myself down, but I switched majors to 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 just get any kind of BA and then I was gonna go to teachers college later. And things just never really felt right. I got my generic BA in humanities and like what even is that? And I don't know. It just it was a time in my life where I had rejected music and things just didn't feel right. Looking back, it didn't feel right. At the time I felt like I was doing the right thing because Everybody was telling me, oh, you have to go to school. You have to get an education. You need something in order to to better yourself later on. You know, hindsight being 2020, I wish things had gone differently. But anyway, this is what happened. So then... I finished, I got my BA, did not get into teacher's college. And then I was like, okay, well, I can't do music and I can't do teaching. The universe must not want me to do that. So what else do I love? Well, I love planning parties. So I moved across the country because I was really being called to the West. I moved across the country and took a course because it was the quickest course that I could get. A, it was in BC in the mountains and I really wanted to go there. And B, it was the quickest program where I could come out with, uh, I think it was a diploma in event planning. And everyone had been telling me, you need certifications in order to do things. It's like, you need this in order to do that. And it just... You don't, by the way, you, you really, really don't. But at the time I was doing, I was always told I was a good girl growing up. I always thought that's what I had to do. I had to do what I was told. So I was doing what I was told. I moved all the way across the country and it literally opened me up. It made me realize like, I can't be there. Everything was horrible. I didn't have any, I had a couple friends, but like, I didn't really have any close friends. I was away from all my support system. I was literally like 3,000 miles, I think. I don't even know. I was literally from Ontario to BC, look it up on a map. I was like real far. And it was awful, but I learned a couple things while I was there. I learned that I could still do music. I could work in the music industry. So whenever I had given up on music throughout my life, it was essentially because my view was so narrow that I couldn't see another way. So I gave up. So when I was in BC, I learned that I could work in the music industry behind the scenes. I didn't have to be Taylor Swift. I could be a manager. I could work at a record label. I could, the list goes on. So I found a school in Toronto. I moved back home, commuted to that school. I did so well at that school. I graduated with honors. People, I guess I was like, I don't know. I was the kid who sat at the front of the class because I was like so invested to do a really good job. And I did graduating with honors. I I did an internship with one of my teachers. She was like our radio teacher. And she gave me this advice because I was helping her out with some stuff. And she was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for doing this. And I was like, oh, this like it's nothing like it's so it comes so easy to me. And she goes, never discount What comes easy to you because what comes easy to you doesn't come easy to other people. And that's actually hitting me different as I'm saying it out loud because I feel like I've like I completely ignored that music came easy to me my whole life. But I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get there. Stick with me. Stick with me. So she said that to me. She was so encouraging. She was so lovely. I've completely lost touch with her. But uh, she was such a great thing to come out of that school. And also I developed my ear for music a lot better at that school. I became, not only had I like, you know, as a kid made mixtapes for people, mixtapes, they were CDs. I was, I'm too old for tapes and, um, or too young for tapes, <laughs> too young for tapes. I, um, And I I could pick out these songs, but now I was able to listen to a CD. I remember this happened. Jay-Z released, I forget which CD, he released it. And I mean, I didn't even have it on CD. I think I downloaded it off iTunes and, um... I remember listening to the album and I, I was like, this track is solid. This is gonna be his next single. And I, my boyfriend at the time, I remember him arguing with me that he thought it was gonna be a different one. I'm like, no, no, it's this one. And it was New Year's that year and they released the music video. It was like, you watch the countdown and then they were releasing the music video like after the countdown. And sure enough, I shit you not, it was my song. It was, I, I, I can't even remember what song it was right now. But the point of telling you this is that sometimes you have gifts and you don't realize them or you do realize them, but other people don't support you in realizing them. But that doesn't mean they're not gifts for you. And that doesn't mean it's not a sign to keep going. But I didn't see it that way because I had always been a listen to your elders follow what you're told to do do these things because people are telling you to do them not because you want to do them so when i didn't get validation from other people that i had these skills that i had these gifts i didn't see them as skills and gifts it took me all these years to see them that way so after going to school to work in the music industry i got an internship at a record label and Shortly after that, that internship turned into a job. Now, this is where things kind of didn't go the way I wish they had gone because the job that I got at the record company was in the administration, HR, accounting. It was a indie label. So there's everybody wore many hats, but it was it was in the admin side and I hated it. I was terrible at it. I couldn't be creative. It was really stifling, but I stuck with it because it was my dream to work with music. All these artists were coming in. Um, Freaking Drake came in and got his hair cut (laughs) while he was in the studio. Like, it was crazy to have all these stories. I got to go. I I have all these really fun music stories. I'm not going to get into them because they're not the point. But the fact that I was having fun, but I was doing a job that I was terribly underqualified for and... I didn't want to give up on my dream. I did my best. I did what I thought was right for me. I stuck it out. But things just got worse and worse and worse because the work I was doing was not in alignment. I was in the right industry, but the work I was doing was not in alignment. So after five years, I left. It was awful. I decided to push music away. I was like, well, I can't be a singer. I can't work in the music industry. I can't be a musician because of my arm. And I'm not good enough a singer because no one's ever complimented me on my singing. Therefore, I can't be in music. And I completely pushed it away. I used to be a child who would watch a lot of music videos. I loved watching the music videos. I loved seeing the creativity. I loved putting visual to the audio. I stopped watching music videos. I... I have Spotify, but like I was rarely listening to new music. I wasn't really listening to the radio. Like I completely renounced music from my life. And at that time in my life, looking back on it, that is the point in my life where everything took a turn for the worse. My health got bad. My relationships were horrible like, absolutely horrible. Like, I don't, I'm not going to get into it today, but they were horrible. And music. I, I didn't even, I, I was going to so many concerts when I was working in the music industry and I stopped, I mean, aside from the Backstreet Boys, cause they're my loves, but, um, I stopped going to concerts. I took a boring data entry job so that I could just pay the bills. And I was grateful to have this job to pay the bills because when I left the music industry, I literally had nothing. It was literally rock bottom. It was horrible. And I took a job in retail because, I needed something and I knew somebody and I got a job and I was literally like scraping by like it was a really hard time in my life and it was a time in my life when I had pushed my passions and my dreams aside or not so much push them aside I put them in a box I shoved them down in the bottom of a box I put stuff on top of them in the box I closed the box I sealed the box and then I like burned the box. Like I was done. I I even wanted to get my tattoo removed for a while because I was like, why? Like music is not my life. Why? I was, I was taking my dream and my God-given gift and stomping on it because the world was telling me that it was not for me. So then COVID happened and It's the first time in my life where I actually recall hearing an intuitive nudge from within. Everybody in the spiritual community tells you about it and everyone has a different way of hearing it, feeling it, what have you. But it's the first time in my life where I can tell you that I knew I needed to do something and I didn't know why. And you know, as the good girl, the good kid, you can't see me, but I'm making air quotes. I, of course, talked to my mom and she basically says, why would you give up a paying job with a pension, like a good paying job? Like, why would you do that? Stick it out kind of thing. And I had got married, uh, February, 2020. So, and I got this nudge to, that I needed to leave my job in it was either late March, early April. I'm, I'm going to guess April. So I knew I needed to leave my job and my family was not supportive because it didn't make logical sense. But that's the thing about these intuitive nudges. That's these thing. That's the thing about this guidance. It's not logical. It is, it's just a knowing. You just know that your life is meant for something else. And I waited six months. I, I knew I was miserable. It was things were getting, the world was awful. Work was awful, you know, it was awful. TikTok was great, but it was awful. And I, my husband 100% supported me. He was like, You're miserable. You're not doing what. He, he's always been able to see the potential in me, even though I have never been able to see the potential in me. And I really feel like the reason I haven't been able to see the potential in me is because I looked externally for that external validation for the external people to tell me what my gifts were and what my abilities were. And my husband could see that I had all this potential even when I couldn't see it. And he encouraged me, go ahead and quit your job. So I needed to do something that also my family was going to support. So when I quit my job, I decided to be a VA. So I had all this background in like admin. So I was like, I'll be an admin VA because then I can like work on my own shit while I'm, you know, I have my own business so I can kind of create my own hours and blah, blah, blah. And that worked for a little bit, but... I still wasn't happy. I wasn't getting a lot of clients and it still didn't feel right. So for the first time from, from that, it was October, 2020 when I left my corporate job and for the next, well, it hasn't even been three years since then, because at the time of recording this, it's August, 2023. But for these next almost three years, the universe pushed me through doing the work And I got a mindset coach. I started learning about listening to your body because all of my, all of my spiritual work that I had done had been like mindset work. And I had, I had become so disconnected from my body that when I would feel intuitive nudges and things, I either, I either wouldn't feel them or I wouldn't know what I was feeling or they couldn't even, like, I couldn't even hear them because my body was like, what's the point of giving this bitch these signals because she ain't listening anyway. So I um I dove into like I I got a mindset coach because that's that's where I'd always done the work, but I had actually taken the time to invest in myself. So getting getting this mindset coach was the first time in my life that I had invested in myself and my future. And it was mind blowing. <laughs> And it was, it was, it was great. And from that, I realized I needed to quit my VA business because I just wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to help people. And the thing that I had seen people do, because again, the world was telling me like, you have to make money and yes, you have to make money. You have to pay your bills, but making choices based on money is not going to get you in alignment with what you're meant to be doing. But My next choice was to become a coach because I could see other people being coaches and they were making money. And so that was my next step. And that didn't work out either because I was in a phase in my life where I needed to do the work. So I stumbled around in that for a while until I found human design. And human design really opened my eyes to All the, all the knowing that I had inside, knowing that I had these gifts, knowing that I wanted to help people, knowing all that, all that stuff that I knew that the world was telling me no, human design confirmed it all. But I didn't know how to integrate it. I didn't know how to put it all together. So like I learned about human design, but I still didn't know how to listen to myself. I still didn't know. I had all these blocks. And so after learning human design, I actually had another nudge to move i needed to move away similar to what i did when i went to school in bc my husband and i again it took us a little while to decide to move but i think four months from when i got this nudge to move to when we actually moved and we moved across the country we're now in alberta and ever since being here the universe blew me wide open But in a way that I didn't know what was happening, my body, like it blew me wide open in terms of being ready to move forward. But because my body was holding on to all kinds of trauma and all kinds of societal beliefs, all kinds of external conditioning, uh, my body started restricting and I was in an incredible amount of pain. I I started going to therapy to try and work on my trauma, but my body was showing all this pain in physical ways. And then everything took a head when I don't even know if that's the right expression, but let's go with it. Um one of my best friends died out of nowhere. 38 years old. He had stage 4 cancer and he was just gone and it's still really hard to talk about because it's been like a month and a half, but at that time my body restricted so much I was in so much pain I I was yawning and stretching and I collapsed on the floor in pain I'd never been in so much pain in my life and I had been in pain from like April to July on and off this year 2023 I was seeing chiropractor I was seeing physiotherapist I was seeing a massage therapist and nothing was working because the pain was internal. The pain was being held on I was holding on to all these beliefs. I was holding on to all these shoulds. I was holding on to all this societal conditioning. And the passing of my friend sparked a series of events that got me to this point of awakening. I ended up doing something called bio- biodynamic craniosacral something my therapist recommended and it gave me an awakening moment where I realized where my life was going I realized what my life would look like but my body was rejecting it it I had that for like maybe 36 hours and then my body went back worse to where it was before and My craniotherapist recommended. I was so desperate. I was in so much pain. I was in emotional pain from losing my friend. I was in physical pain. I am someone who suffers from suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety. So it was all terrible. And my craniotherapist recommended chanting. It's something I had never, ever considered in my life. I've done so many spiritual modalities. I can't even list them all. I've tried it all, but chanting is something I never, I always think of chanting and I think of monks going, oh, like, and sure, that's chanting, but there's so much more to it. And from that moment, she recommended it. I downloaded a book. It talked about healing your chakra centers through chanting and it gives you step by step, which I'm going to make a YouTube video on how to do that. I haven't made it yet. I'll make it in the next few days. I'll post it. Um, I'll put the link in the description um, or sorry, in the show notes. And, but I did this chant and I aligned my chakras and I was able to tap into my physical body and I was able to realize that there was a disconnect my my energy was not able to flow and I tapped into my external shell and I rooted myself down in the earth and I, I drew in this energy source and I felt glass shattering. It was like, so to, to juxtapose, when the energy wasn't flowing, it was, imagine like a terrible horror movie and you, ha- you see like someone's arm gets cut off. So you see the bone and the blood is spurting like little drops, like boop boop, boop. Like it just can't get through. That's what it felt like. My energy couldn't get through from my neck up. So my throat center, my musical center had been completely cut off from the rest of my energy. And I believe that happened when I renounced music from my life because all my health went downhill at that point. Everything went downhill at that point. Everything was awful from that point on because I had literally rejected who I was. So when I was doing this energetic cleanse with, with this chanting and clearing my chakras, I was able to realize, I was able to see where it couldn't get through, but then tapping into that power and realizing what had happened, if I then had this moment of, I felt glass shattering and then my energy rushed from my core through my head it was now flowing freely between my whole body it felt so powerful it moved me to tears and then I felt my body multiply There was now my body and then five other beings. It was like my power had, I could see it outside of me and we were all holding hands and I felt not alone and it felt safe to be me and it felt like it was a moment of clarity. It was a moment of awakening. I then saw in the center of this circle of my six beings, I saw a phoenix rise through the middle and in this whole meditation, after chanting and clearing my chakras, I've realized that this po- I can't ignore this power inside me, that music and my voice are meant to help people. And I've known it ever since I was a little girl. That little girl who wanted to be a singer didn't know any different. She didn't know that there was this other side to the world and not knowing when I left the music industry that there was a healing modality for sound I didn't know and now I know and I feel so awake and I feel so aligned and it's been two weeks since that moment and I've made so many moves towards my life purpose and I can't tell you how much, how right it feels and how aligned it feels. And the takeaway from all this is I hope that you can look inside of yourself and to see maybe where you have ignored your own gifts and maybe where you have been a little too maybe close-minded to what could be out there. There are so many options that we don't even know. Like, we don't know that we don't know. Like, I didn't know that there was sound healing. And I didn't know that that I didn't know about it. So I didn't know it was an option. But I hope that from this story, you can open your mind to so many possibilities. And I hope that you what you can take from this is to not make choices because of external validations and, and external conditioning. Sorry, not validations. To, to not be... Um, to not be influenced by these external sources because your life and your journey is unique to you and it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to make sense to the world and it doesn't have to be linear. You don't have to go from point A to point B. You can go to point A to point T and then back to point G and you're meant to flow with your energy and you're not meant to know what it's gonna look like but I believe that we all know on the inside what our direction is and looking back I can see that the universe had been my whole life path had been showing me where I was meant to go and I was ignoring it so I really hope That you're able to take from this to look back on your own life journey and see maybe where you've been ignoring the signs ignoring the feelings ignoring the intuitive nudge from within and get to know yourself and if you can accept like I have always known that music was such a big part of me and I suppressed it I was not accepting myself for who I am And if you can learn to accept yourself for who you are and learn to accept your unique skills, gifts, differences, we all need that in the world. We need everyone to be their unique puzzle piece in order for us to complete the puzzle. Because if everyone's trying to be the same shape puzzle piece, we're not going to be able to put the puzzle together. So I really hope that this story inspires you to be true to you, to be who you are, to love yourself for who you are. And if you can't love yourself because you're in a deep, dark place like I've been, this is exactly the podcast for you because I'm going to share so many tips on how you can just accept yourself. You don't have to love or hate yourself, but you can accept who you are and you can move mountains once you do that. So thanks for listening today. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe